welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and welcome to Three Ways to Ask Exception Questions, Help Your Clients Uncover Non-Problem Areas in Their Lives with a Solution-Focused Therapy Technique. A client, Jeremy, said, I just can't stop smoking, Mark. I've tried everything, but I've always got a cigarette in my hand. Jeremy and his partner were trying to start a family, so he had every reason to quit because smoking is negatively associated with fertility. But he was finding it difficult, so he came to me. And I said, tell me, do you smoke when you're asleep? And looking utterly confused, Jeremy sort of blinked a few times and spluttered and said, of course not. But there's an exception to every rule. Okay, emotional and psychological problems demand our attention, energy and focus. But to overcome any problem, we ultimately need to direct our attention to identifying and nurturing the capacity we all have not to have the problem. Now, in most cases, there was a time before the problem started. Jeremy certainly didn't come out of the womb smoking, but there are also current times when the problem takes a day or even an hour off. So being a solution-focused kind of a therapist, as well as asking him about the problem, I ask clients to tell me in detail about the exceptions, the times they don't experience the problematic behavior or feeling. And the information they provide starts to form the basis of their escape route. When the problem isn't a problem. So in addition to not being a sleep smoker, Jeremy told me he didn't feel the need to smoke on long-haul flights, when visiting a sick friend in the hospital, around his friend's young children, when swimming every other day in his local pool. Although he'd come into my office thinking of himself as a compulsive smoker, we now had four exception times when the behaviour wasn't compulsive at all. When I used hypnosis with him, I would talk about getting that swimming pool feeling during the times Jeremy would normally feel triggered to smoke. Just before work, with a coffee, after a stressful work frenzy and so on. Okay, Those were his triggers for smoking. It's not that he didn't know how to feel calm without cigarettes. It's just that he hadn't been using that resource, that resourceful state of being, where he could be using it. Hypnosis is the perfect vehicle for spreading a resourceful state from where it already exists over to other situations in which it will be massively useful because your client can hypnotically practice using that resource um, automatically and naturally wherever it's needed. Okay, But you first need to identify these resourceful non-problem states by asking the right solution-focused questions. So here are three ways to ask exception questions. Firstly, you can ask about times when the problem pattern doesn't happen. What times can you tell me about when you expected to feel embarrassed, but for some reason you just didn't? Really think about this. Have there been times when you expected to panic, but it didn't happen? You can ask your client about times they expected to feel angry or sad, to blush or to feel terrified when flying, but the feeling just didn't show up for some reason, or not to the degree they were expecting anyway. 
So Diane, who was terrified of the presentation she had to give at work soon, remembered speaking comfortably and without a blush in front of her best friend's 200 guest wedding. So I asked, when, when did she notice that she wasn't nervous or embarrassed? At what point? About halfway through my toast, I realized everyone was laughing, but not at me, as I dreaded, she said, uh, but at a joke about our childhood that I hadn't even planned to make. And she'd been um, holding sort of cheat cards behind the microphone, but she'd done away with them and just been spontaneous in her speech and it had gone really, really well. So that was a wonderful exception time. So people don't have exactly the same experience every time. So we can look for the times in it when it's naturally been better or less bad. Okay. Two, ask what was different. So we can then ask what exactly was different about that time that it was, wasn't so bad or that it didn't happen at all. Or even how did you do that? What were you doing differently that time? And this helps the um, client locate resources as early as possible. And by asking how they did that, you imply that the improvement was due to their own actions and help them uh, take credit for the good times and thereby uh, build their sense of autonomy and, and uh, control. In Diane's case, she thought about it and said she'd been so nervous beforehand that she'd over-practiced for days. And she also said it was important for her not to let her friend down on that special day and that she wanted the whole crowd to see the couple as she did. So really the focus had been off herself and onto doing a good job. Later in the session, we talked about the importance of preparation and ways she could communicate her passion for the topic of her upcoming presentation. But first, I assumed that she not only could, but would do that. So number three, use presuppositions to help pinpoint resourceful exceptions. When you inquire about exceptions, it's great to use presuppositions. A presupposition is a masterful way of communicating because it precludes doubt by assuming an occurrence can be taken for granted. It's a language construct that's phrased to indicate that something will or is extremely likely to or already has occurred. For example, when do you feel karma? Presupposes that there are times when they do feel karma. And as well as presupposing a positive identification of such times. In contrast, are there any times when you feel karma? Concedes that there may not be such times and readily allows for a negative response. Okay. More examples of presuppositions uh, to glean those precious exception times include things like, um, uh, where are you when you find yourself feeling less depressed? Or what occasions have you noticed when you expected to feel shy, but you actually had a really good time and sort of came out of yourself. In what situations would you be least likely to feel like binging? Okay, presuppositions. Splashing the calm around. Dr. Milton Erickson believed that therapy should always be designed to fit the unique client, not the client to fit the therapy or the therapeutic theory. So Jeremy called me up just after the birth of his first child. And it's funny, Mark, he said, but I never feel the need to smoke anymore. Sometimes I do think about it when I feel a bit stressed, but then I almost hear a splash in my ears and I'm right back to that calm of being underwater after diving into the pool. You and I may know all the psychological theory and practice under the sun, but I think we do well to remember that ultimately our clients will find the cure from within themselves. 
So I hope you found that useful. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. And if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unk.com. That's unk.com slash blog.